beautiful Landing Zone Studios on the Dirty Coast here in New Orleans, Louisiana, you are listening to NOLA Famous. I'm James McDaniel. I'm here with my co-host Tatum Gardner. Tatum, how's it going today? I am doing fabulous today. I'm so excited for our first taping ever of our first show with one of my favorite all-time artists, Terrence Osborne. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank Terrence, for having me. while you were in the kitchen getting coffee, I asked Tatum what her excitement level was, and I think she said a 25 out of 10. Oh, wow. Well, it was <laughs> a 10. I mean, it was a great day, and then you showed up and brought all of this beautiful art, and our studio is now. We don't want you ever to take it back. <laughs> no, please don't. No, leave everything. No, thank you so much for joining us today. You are one of the preeminent New Orleans artists. And I'm really excited to get to know you and how you became who you are today. Thank Ta- you. Yeah. Tell us about what kind of kid was little Terrence Osborne back in the day? Ooh, back in the uh, 80s. Yeah. <laughs> We're going way you know, back. Back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I used to, um, I'm one of five kids, you know, uh, three, uh, four boys, one girl. And um, we used to run around with, with no shirt and no shoes in my neighborhood. <laughs> and we just little... Like hood rat kids, right? <laughs> um, 80s kids. Yeah, exactly. What uh, what neighborhood you grew up in? But, well, my, my parents moved a lot, uh-huh. but um, I think early on, I, well, I grew up in Treme mostly. I okay, say that. where the music comes years. from. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Um, but I lived in the east. We lived in the east at one point in Michoud. We lived uptown. We lived in the Lower Nine. We lived in St. Bernard Housing Projects. Okay. Uh, you know, just kind of all, probably everywhere except Mid City. And then I went to college in Mid City. So, right. So you covered everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get started with my art until right around fifth grade. Was there like an impetus for it? Do you kind of know where it came from? Well, my mom did art as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And so I picked it up from her. You know, she, she would do these really serene scenes, like pastel, you know beachy flowers you know things like that peaceful my stepfather he would do things like muscle men and like action uh, totally opposite yeah oh yeah so you were exposed to both feminine and masculine and and my my oldest brother did it too same thing cars and muscle men things like that Uh, but my stepfather he would challenge me a lot of times because he would he'd say well I can draw a muscle man better than you right and so... And could he? Would, yeah, well, he did. Yeah, yeah at okay. first. Yeah. At eventually, first. Yeah, eventually, like, aesthetically, mine started looking sharper and, like, you know, a little, little better. But he would never admit it. He, <laughs> he wanted to better. keep yeah. you yeah. on yeah. your toes. <laughs> He's like, no, that doesn't look yeah. good. And, and that helped me. You know, it actually uh, kept me going. Yeah. So you got started in art around fifth grade. You have, you have such a distinct style. I think at some point... What was the quote I saw earlier today? Um... Reality meets a toy box, Ooh. like the bright colors. Ooh, I like that. When did uh, when did that style kind of start to form your love with with these colors? Well, you know, I met an artist named Richard Thomas. Yeah, right? I was at NOCA at the time, New Orleans Center for Creative Arts. And anybody who knows the school, you know that very prestigious. Oh yeah, yes. it's, yeah. It's pre college art school. Anybody who went there is like um, they're bound to be famous or, you know, or super talented. Right. Um, you know, Harry Connick Jr. went there, Jerome Shorty. You know, I was going to ask what it's yeah. like to be listed with guys like that. Oh, it's, it's an honor. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, there's a nice list, and I'm on it. I yeah. love it, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, but anyway, um, see, where were we? About with the toy box. Your style. The, the colors. Yeah, yeah, the colors. So, um, 
Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing. Uh, I met Richard, and Richard's colors, like, he, he mentored me, almost like, he was kind of like a father, too. You know, he, he had, there were a lot of kids that, that he brought to his art gallery. Now, he was an art teacher during the day. Then, in the evening, he would take kids and bring them to, the, to his art gallery and teach them art. I don't know how he did that. Because, you know, I was a teacher at one point. There's no way I would have took those kids home with me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I'm looking at his artwork, and it's so colorful. I've never seen anything like it. That's where I picked my, my color art from. Um, eventually, his color wasn't enough for me. I, I needed, like, more color. And so um, what I started doing was painting scenes that I want to see on the wall. Like if I wanted to see a streetcar scene, then um, I painted what I wanted to see on the wall. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, eventually I couldn't find it anywhere else. So all I all I could do is paint what I wanted to see. It's kind of the color. it's kind of the equivalent of always seeing people say, like if you want to be a writer, write what you'd like to read. Mm. And you painted what you yeah, wanted to see. Exactly. That that's exactly it. I mean and then what else is there? Because the, the whole thing is a language. Uh, every art form is some type of language. The artist is trying to say something. I feel like it's communication at its it base. Is. It is. And, it, and for, well, the great thing about art is it, it's a silent experience. It's a silent language. So I, if I did one piece and hung it up, you would kind of know what I'm saying. You kind of know where I'm going. But if I did 30 pieces and hung them up, I don't have to be there, and you would know exactly where I'm heading. And that's my, the feel I'm saying. Yeah. that you get when you walk yeah. in your gallery. I mean, even you can walk in any restaurant in the city, anywhere, and your paintings are recognizable. You know mm. instantly yeah. it's a Terrence Osborne yeah, painting. Thank you, yeah. You know? You know, and, uh, well, you know, when I was in college, my wife, so I got actually married in college, and um, my wife was like, you know what, you need something like George Rodriguez, you know, the blue dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that everybody recognizes. And um, so I tried to do something like that, and it drove me crazy because I I couldn't stick to one thing. You felt limited. I did. I did. And well, you know, and she had a good idea, but but um, eventually people started saying, I, I can recognize your stuff from my right. Just what you said. It doesn't matter what it is. It was the, the style, color. Yes. the color. It was the color. The color did it for me. So so I think if you are just doing what you want to do. It's your style. It's not something you choose. It right. comes out anyway. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of chooses you, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And so you can have basically a thumbprint without having one specific image yes. that you're tied to. Yes, right. That, that freedom to and be able to you have around. definitely managed to do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I enjoy that part, you know? So this painting you have here on the table, what yes. does it have a title? Lady Mardi Gras. Lady Mardi Gras. Lady Mardi Gras. Yes. And anybody who's from New Orleans, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening right now has an image of her running through their head. <laughs> yeah, she's like um, a mixture between Mardi Gras and the Day of the Dead. Um, she has a house on her head. I used my uh, my wife's eyes and my daughter's face to make her. Really? Yeah. That was going to be a question. Like, if you had people in mind, uh, almost like models for some of your paintings. I, the reason I was so excited when I saw you walk in with this painting, I know this one better than any of your others, and I actually saw someone dressed like this before I saw the actual painting. Yeah. And when I saw the painting, I'm like, that's who they were. Wow, you saw it that way. Oh, yeah. Was it from Mardi Gras? Yeah. That yeah. You saw yeah. That? I saw yeah. somebody yeah, like dressed like that at Mardi Gras. Yeah, there, there, there was a guy who, he, he did three of them. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he, he did himself, like he put a house on his head from this other painting called The Wine Connoisseur. You know, okay. really astute guy with a house on his head. You know, <laughs> himself. Um, and then he's, his wife, Lady Mardi Gras, he you know, made her look like this painting. And then their friend, it was the other, other, other piece with a, a lady with a, house, a blonde hair and a house on her head. Right. A lady, uh, lady New Orleans. Okay. Um, and that was, and he sent the photos to him. I was like, my jaw dropped. Was that the first time you'd ever seen anybody dressed like one of your paintings? Yes, like it was my painting. Yeah, it came Come to life. life. Like, Come into life. Yeah, and what a compliment. That had to be an amazing feeling. Oh my God. I, I didn't expect it because, you know, people get tattoos in my work, and that's just phenomenal that they could do that and have that on their body for the rest of their life. I mean, what an honor. Do they send that to you? Like, do they yeah. send pictures, or do they stop in the gallery and say, look what I did? They, it's, they stop in the gallery and show me. Like, oh, I have your your, uh, your streetcar piece on my arm. They'll show me. Um, or they'll send me a pic in, you know, my DMs or email. Uh, and it's amazing I mean that they they would do that I feel so humble like how do you say thank you but that you loved something that much it's a part of their life now forever yeah forever yeah there was this one guy who walked in and he had a little piece of this crawfish piece that I did and he said hey could you sign my arm uh, my my tattoo of of this crawfish wow so I signed it he went up the block and tattooed my signature on his house that's cool that's awesome and did he come back and show you that he did it he came back and showed me yeah okay I think he might be like close to your number one fan for sure right (laughs) (laughs) as an artist that's to be so incredibly fulfilling to know that you've reached out and I guess made that connection, that communication mm-hmm. with people. And people have a lot to choose from. I mean, if you Google Terrence Osborne, one of the things that come comes up is fifty five best Terrence Osborne images. Fifty five oh, best. Oh, so nice. I mean, out of yeah. how many? Probably thousands. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I have no idea how many I've done, but um, hmm. I have. But a somebody's got the top fifty five out there. Yeah. So that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. So when you paint, you know, do you get attached to your paintings? Like when they leave your gallery, are you? Do you want to check up on them? Do you want to know right. how they are doing, where they are going? Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, no. No. <laughs> Most of the time, no. Like, okay. I, after I do a piece, well, probably when I'm about 80 finished with the piece, I'm actually detached from it at that point okay um because i've i've i think i've finished the piece so many times in my mind right that i'm bored with it by that time so when it leaves if it sells i'm fine with it there's there's only been one that i've been attached to like that and i didn't expect it and that was lady mighty Gras. yes because this is not the original this is a this is a reproduction here that it's i've painted on top of yeah um lady mighty Gras sold to um, that guy who did he was the director of Pitch Perfect um, okay I'm going to pull this up I feel like I should know this offhand what was his name um, and they filmed that movie what in Baton Rouge so was he here often or? he was here yeah okay. I think he even has a place in the CBD cool um, but anyway so he actually came he, he came to my house to pick it up and it was hanging in my den well, of course, I like I said, I used my wife's eyes and my daughter's face to make her. So I didn't realize how attached I was to her. Do you know that movie? Um, uh, what was that movie where where the where there's a millionaire? The millionaire um, offers to sleep with this guy's wife. Indecent yes. proposal. proposal. Yeah. Yes. Anymore. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. gosh. I I felt like. 
I was giving away my wife and daughter to this guy. Jason right. Moore, right? Jason Moore? Jason Moore, I think's oh, his uh, name. Uh, the, uh, the, the director. The director? Yeah. Uh, no, maybe that's maybe he's the uh, producer. Okay. Maybe. Either way, uh, yeah. you were basically, yeah. yeah. Um, but Giving anyway, away a loved one. It, that's exactly how I felt. And and I didn't realize it because I kept, on while when he, when I gave it to him, on the way to the car, I walked into the car. <laughs> just going to show you how, you know, how attached I was to it. Um, and I was just cracking jokes like, um, like, so what's your address and where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, I'm going to come and break in and get it, you know. Um, afterward, I I called the guy and said, "Hey man, I'm I'm sorry about that. I was, <laughs> yeah. I think I was just uh, I was attached and I didn't realize it, you know. Uh, but that was the only time that that I, I was really attached to a piece. I wonder if he understands that he has the one piece yeah. that you really didn't want to let go at the at the I end. Hope so. <laughs> well, if he doesn't, he'll know now. So oh, yeah, take yeah. good care of that piece. Send Terrence a picture now. And yes. Then. So. As a New Orleans artist, I think yes. probably one of the biggest honors has to be to be picked to do the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival poster. Yes. And you've done how many now? Five. Five. Oh gosh. I came in here thinking three. Mm-hmm. What was the yeah. first? What was the first year? So, do you remember? Yeah, the first was '07. The, okay. the first two were Congo Square posters, right? Which your Congo Square posters are given to the up and coming artists. Okay. okay. And then the the next three or official jazz festival which is given to the established artists so mm-hmm. what do we have we have in 2012 right. we have trombone shorty, shorty. Mm-hmm. in 2014 we have the preservation hall mm-hmm. and then in 2018 we have fats yeah so the two the two that you're missing is is uh rebirth which right. is 07 and uncle lionel is the oh wow okay mm-hmm. Would you say that, like, right around that time, the 2007, 2006 was kind of when you really started to explode and start getting notoriety for all of your art? Yeah, well, I was a teacher pre-Katrina. Were you an art teacher? I was an art teacher okay. at, at, at an elementary school. When I post, Alice Hart, right, on the yeah, West Bank? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right, when I posted right. about this last night, this podcast, a friend of mine in Laurel, Mississippi, her married name is Laura Two. She actually said that she was one of your students yes. and that she is an art teacher now, partially because of being inspired by you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Laurel uh, Graham. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, she's, she might have a different last name. Yeah. She's married. Too. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, how wonderful is that? Um, to, like right now, all those kids are probably uh, in college or graduating from college. Right. And uh, a nice amount of them are art majors. So. Um, I mean, I like to think I had something to do with that. <laughs> they may have already been on that path, but I mean, what? A, what a you definitely didn't hurt matters. I think, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah, 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 and that, yeah, certainly. It's got to feel good to know that you 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 really touch these students. Mm-hmm. You know, through all of school, I think I maybe had two or three teachers that actually had an influence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, although you went to a very prestigious high school. Um, yeah, to be well, able to make that connection with students has to feel good. Well, you know what? One, one thing that I, I did was, um, you know, there's this misconception that artists can, can't be successful. You know, you can't make any money at living. You know, it's a starving artist. Starving artist. I have a friend who wanted to major in art in college, and her dad's like, okay, but I'm not going to pay for it, yeah. and I'm not giving you a car. Yeah, yeah. the classic story. And yeah. not, only do, not only does society push that idea but your parents on top of that because you know you want your kid to be you want your kid to to make an income and ha- and be successful of course every parent does but um 
So with my kids, with my uh, kids at school, what I did was I had them work with the same materials that I worked with. So professional canvas, brushes, uh, paint. At the end of the year, we exhibited our work, and they sold their work. You know, you know they Ooh. were selling for like sixty dollars, seventy dollars, eighty, you know, something like yeah. that. But for for that for these kids, that that blew that idea that you can't make money with your artwork. It blew it out of the water. Right? Absolutely. Um, so so that I did that every single year, and they were in the paper and the, and all that. So you know, that's that was my approach. I wanted to get rid of that idea. And I think it's especially surprising that you'd have that idea, even in a city like New Orleans, where I think it's probably, there's more opportunity for artists than in most cities in America. Yeah. Well, you know, you it, there there is. It, it's, a, it's hard to find, and that sounds like a contradiction. It's, it's not, because the thing is that the, the culture in this city is so prevalent. Like, if you're an artist here, and you... You can't find any inspiration. You got to be like half dead. Yeah, there's yeah. just trouble it's everywhere. Yeah, right. Um, so once you understand that, and you dive into the the uh, art world and start selling your work, you, you'll do well. Um, you know that that you just have to believe that that's that you can. That's right. Yeah. You know? It actually reminds me of a Shamar Allen song off his last album. Um, I think the 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 track is "Greatest Place in the World," and one of the lines is. New Orleans is a city where musicians can make a living, and I think it's kind of the same with artists. You've mm-hmm. got your artists out at Jackson Square. You've got galleries on every corner. Yes. People come here to consume art. Yes, to listen yeah. to the music, yeah. Oh, yeah. to buy the art. You know, and that's actually one of the reasons we were inspired to do the show because there's so many people here with so much talent, and we just wanted to make sure that we were showcasing everything yeah you know uh, what a great idea yeah that's i i love it yeah well, uh, i'll be listening yeah we're excited we're so excited to have you today i still can't yeah. even believe you're sitting well, across from me we're talking about art galleries uh when did your gallery first open two years ago two years yeah, ago this, this march would be so you were already very successful before the gallery opened what kind of led to you yeah. just make, making that decision well um you know i avoided the gallery scene for a long time just because my kids were young, and mm-hmm. I knew that if I opened the gallery, I'd be all in. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. And, uh, you know what I mean? So um, when my daughter made 15, uh, and my oldest son was 24, I thought, okay, this, this is good enough time. time there. Yeah, it's yeah. time. Um, but social media, like, I've always been like a, a media wolf. I just kind of tapered off with that just over the past two years. Mm-hmm. But um, I like that term, media wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's free. Like if you're an artist and you don't use social media, like it what are you doing? No, yeah. What are you doing? Did you sell a lot of art from your posts? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not, you know my website. Right. Also, also through Instagram and Facebook and all. Sometimes I would. At first, I had to get up the coverage, but sometimes I would put my my uh, price at the bottom of, of the a piece that I would share. So eventually, I, I couldn't put a piece there without putting a price on there. Right, right. <laughs> um, but and I, and I would get calls, and that's you know that was my hustle. But that's one of the things I do love too about your gallery is there is something for everyone. I mean, there are affordable prints. You know, you do the coloring pages now, yes. which I want to talk about. Yes. And then there are the originals. So I think that anyone who loves Terrence Osborne and your work, you can walk in your gallery and you can leave with something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I try to make, I, I, I try to do that. Like, yes. Make sure that um, there's something that everybody can afford. And even more so, like, you know, 
those galleries that you walk now I visit a lot of art galleries when I go to cities usually you walk in it's so sterile Right. You know, you don't feel invited. I feel so out of place yeah. just walking yeah, in. The curator doesn't want you there, you can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely not me specifically. <laughs> you, you can't take pictures, you know, all that. So with, with my gallery, when you walk in, you smell this lavender in the air. Because that basically appeals to the senses. So you smell the lavender. The There's a rug that's about three inches thick with a big bean bag. Uh, called the love sack. No, no, you, you oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh know, yeah. yeah. I definitely uh, need to bring him to the gallery. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. So I that's do. the texture part. There's audio. So I have like Rebirth playing, um, you know, a lot, lot of local, but also some pop music too. Um, then there's uh, visual, of course, got that covered. Um, so everything except taste. Everything yeah. but taste. Yeah, everything but taste. Everybody else covers that part. <laughs> there you go. But I love that. I love you're hitting every sense. I love the idea you've got a signature smell when you walk in. Well, and it's to make people feel welcome. I don't want you to walk in the gallery and feel like you don't belong there, you know? Um, and and so then you, you can take pictures and you can hang out. And I'm there. I committed to being there twice a week. Right. And I, I've never walked into a gallery and saw the artist and like talked to it's them. very you know, rare. So, yeah. 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 We, we were actually off air. We were talking earlier about uh, a local artist who shall not be named, who another artist who's a good friend of mine, very successful, tried to go in with his son, and he's heavily tattooed and, and all this, and, and couldn't get in. Like, it was locked and nobody was opening the door. Oh, wait, at, at where at? I'm not going to say. Another gallery here in town. Not going to say who. They not on it. Wouldn't let him in. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't even get in to smell the lavender. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, totally different experience yeah. at Terrace Osborne yeah, Gallery. Everybody's welcome to my spot. And you're on Magazine Street. Magazine Street. Which is one of the most beautiful streets in, in, in New Orleans. Yes. Wonderful shopping and eating. Oh, it's, yeah. It, you know, that's like, if you're coming to the city, I recommend going to Magazine Street. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it feels like... New Orleans, uh, a, a smaller version of New Orleans right there. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's, it's great. I yeah, mean, yeah. I love it. And you are the, if you also Google, I mean, it says top galleries. Mm-hmm. You're right up there at the top. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody comes and knows they have to see the Terrence Osborne Gallery. Well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so much fun. Well, you know what? And, and I want, the, the idea of the gallery is so that, um, if you had never been to the city and somebody dropped you off in the gallery, you would understand what New Orleans feels like. That's what I wanted to to feel like. To that is an amazing that. Yeah. statement, mm-hmm. and, and it makes so much sense. I totally get it when you mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. So you brought us two other pieces here, mm-hmm. and then you brought a print, which I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. Speak Nola. Speak Nola. Yeah, yeah. So Speak Nola is um, it's more of a recent piece, and I think it kind of sums up what what culture does for our city so on the left side of the piece the city is dull and gray and cultureless and um, then there's this trumpet that enters the scene and it the sound you can see the sound coming out of the trumpet and it gives everything color in the piece so, right so, so one right, side is gray yeah one side is gray the and other side is completely colorful it's Terrence and, Osborne color yes yes so Speak Nola is uh, about how how music brings life to the city, but also the fact that I did the piece being a cultural producer mm-hmm. in the same way that all the arts uh, all the arts do that give life to the city. That should definitely yeah. be your title, Terrence Osborne, artist and culture producer. I love that. <laughs> I like cultural that. Producer. I'll take that. Yeah, cultural producer. That really <laughs> is. I mean, 
That's a good cha- a good uh, title. A good but job title. also, I mean, that's the heart of the city. Art is the heart of the city. Yeah, art, music, yeah, everything, even yeah. food as an art. Definitely, yeah, culinary arts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My Which, 18 year old is a culinary artist. Really? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I've got a question here for you. So you grew up in maybe the greatest city in America for food. Mm-hmm. I think that's art. I think you can say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. How did you end up becoming a vegan? <laughs> I know. Uh, and I don't mean that like aggressively, like no, how dare you? Like I'm really interested. Yeah, like, we well, can't ask you our favorite question, which is what is your favorite po' boy? I, like you can't. I bet there's a vegan po' boy. I bet there's a vegan po' boy. Yeah, there are vegan po' boys. Um, I don't know where to get him, but I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think Seed has one. Okay. Seed there we go. On, uh, on Britannia. There's our po' boy yeah, choice for this guest. There we go. Yes, yes. It even um, doesn't even sound like a place that would serve a po' boy. See, I know, see. <laughs> it's like a lettuce po' boy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that's the joke that they make about vegans, you know, where right. you just eat lettuce, you rabbits, you know. It's James' I've favorite got, food. I've, clearly. I've got, friend, I've got friends. Um, there's one friend on Instagram. She's in Chicago. Bacon Destroy is her name. Bacon Destroy. Bacon Destroy. And she's actually not a vegan, but she's a vegan chef. Mm. And she does cookbooks for, for vegan food, and it all looks amazing. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, I would actually try some of this. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, you know, you'd be amazed at how much flavor you can get out of, like, vegan foods. Yeah. You know, it's really, because if you think about it, the, the things that season meat are vegan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's what it's where the flavor comes from. Not that meat doesn't have flavor. Of course it does. Right, but all the flavorings you're yeah. using. The spices yeah, and the, the spices and all that. And, yeah. that and that's what New World is known for is your spices. Yes. The Trinity. Yes. So what Trinity. What age did you become vegan? And what was the well, kind of choice there? I've, I've been a vegan for two years. Okay. So not very long. A vegetarian off and on. Okay. Throughout my life. But no, no my wife and I are both uh, vegans. But um, we're, we're vegans for two different reasons. She's more ethical reasons. Okay. Um, you know, she doesn't want to hurt the animals and right. things like that. Totally. Uh, for me, it's more of just a health reason. Right. And I, I think I watch too many anti-meat shows. You, know, you watch a couple of, documentaries. That's about all I'll you're take. You're done. Yeah. yeah that's it. That's it, yeah. Um, was, so it a, was it a hard transition? No, because I, I, I was a vegetarian for... That's right. ...off and on, so... It was, it, you know, every vegetarian wants to be a vegan. Everybody right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a step on the path. Yeah. They're just yeah. not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. But it's tough in New Orleans, though. You know, it's getting better. Well, that was one of the questions. The reason I kind of brought it up is if you've got somebody coming to town, you want them to love New Orleans, they're vegan. Where do you take them to eat? Good karma. Good on, karma. Good karma on Canal Street is... Um, it used to be an old library or something. Okay. Right across from from the RTA bus station. So, and this spot is nice. You, you can you can go in. You can sit at, uh, at, the, at a table or on the floor. There's, oh, really? There's, yeah. There's cushions. And, yeah. It's just it's it's so like it, you know that's New Orleans for you right there. So, yeah. Um, and it's all plant based food, food. It all tastes great. Um, what's your order there? What what's your go to um, a good combo? I love their soups. Okay. It's always because uh, I like that warm soup, uh, lentils. You know, lentil soups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they make this uh, also this avocado sandwich that's amazing. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. Cool. I love. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, everything they have is. I mean, you can just try. It. So, what if you have an out of town guest that's not vegan and <laughs> they, they want to go have new, traditional New Orleans food? Like, where would you send them? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you can go anywhere. Really, it's uh, it's kind of yeah. When people ask me, they're like, "I'm coming to New Orleans. What should I eat?" It's kind of like, "Where yeah. are you staying?" Yeah, it yeah. really depends yeah. on where you are. Everything's good. Yeah, convenience. Yeah. Right, right. It's location. Much. Yeah, yeah. Just anywhere, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just walk. You'll find yeah. yeah. I think this is an amazing town because, like, when we ask people what's their favorite po' boy, you might get a name of a really upscale place, and you might get Verdi Mart. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know they're all they're just yeah. as good. Yeah, yeah. You can get it at yeah a classy place or a condo store. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's right. <laughs> so, do you have any projects coming up or anything that you you know you have going on besides just your regular painting and day to day stuff? Yeah. Well, I have. You know, jazz fest is will be here soon enough. Very soon. Yeah, and I I have a booth at jazz festival every year. Right. So that's, I'm kind of gearing up for that. But I have a major project that I'm working on right now. Now, typically, whatever I, whatever piece I'm working on, I share it. You know, social media, you know, I share the process. You see me sketch it out, and, you know, midway, and then right. uh, finish. And, you know, I, I might make prints of it. So it's that whole thing where, where, the, where the public is part of it. This time, I'm having this show where... I'm doing about 12 to 15 works, and no one will see them until the show. Ooh. So, yes. When is the show going to be? In 2020, it'll be in, what did we decide on? Um, February. February, the first Saturday in February. So, in about a year. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to have it at your gallery. Maybe. Can't so, say yet. Yeah. So it's not oh, official yet. Secret. I love it's it. not official yet. Will you come back and share it with us when, oh, when, when you can? Definitely. Perfect. Yeah, We'd course, love for you yeah. to come announce <laughs> it on the show. Is it hard to do a year of secrecy? It is. You? It's killing me. Yeah. It's, He's I mean, a vegan. He has totally restraints, so obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on a third piece right now. and um, Do you have a total number that you're yeah, going for? Probably around 15. Okay. Yeah, like 12 to 15. Um, and I mean it, it especially this piece I'm working on now is killing me not to show it but I can tell you what it is though it's, 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 and it's different than the rest this is a I took this <coughs> this wine cabinet right it's about five feet tall and I I'm sculpting because all of my originals are on wood by the way yes you know they look like they're, they're flat but they're yes. I mean they look like they're on canvas but they're all on wood Started painting on wood in college because it was cheaper than canvas, right? So I'm building this house on top of the wine cabinet and putting a light in the center of it, so you can you can um, so this turn is it off and off. Right, this it's is like a structural time. like installation type yeah, thing. Exactly. So so you can you can open the door of the house and then turn the light on and close the door back. Ooh. Yeah, it's... it's, it's have, you done, have, you, have you done and presented work like that before? Is this a new thing? Not on this scale. Okay. I've done the small one. I know once I was in your gallery um, and you had a piece, right, when you walk into the left and the window actually opened. Yeah, like okay. that. Yes. See, yeah, you, so you saw it. I did. This is another level. This is this is so. This is an actual around. wine cabinet. Like, can you actually use that as the furniture it was meant to be, and oh, then yeah. your art would be on top? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't um, wait to see this. Yeah, it's it's merged into it. It's not just sitting on the house. Is not sitting on top of it. I cut out the wine cabinet and removed a shelf, and then structurally put 
you know, made a house in that out of the top. Beautiful. Yeah, it's great. I'm really excited to see this. <laughs> what's uh, what's the ramping up process like for Jazz Fest? Like, how much preparation goes into this? And is it kind of one of your yeah. biggest events each year? Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably my my biggest. It's it it's probably the most laborious. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to have to build a tent and then hang my work in there, make sure I have enough inventory, make sure I, I can move around. My wife my wife and I have been doing this for, since, maybe, uh, 80, the, uh, not 80s, 90s. Okay. Wow. Um, and so this has got to be our, maybe, 15th year or 16th year or something okay. like that. Does it go more smoothly every year? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that, but no. It just gets bigger and bigger every yeah, year, probably. So more and well, more people... Yeah, well, more inventory. Yes. Well, we're we're going to be there for the second weekend this time. Now, every artist is, that's there, they're only there one weekend. Okay. Um, so this this weekend's the second weekend, which is the weekend that the Rolling the Stones Rolling are going to be there. Stones. Yeah. So you're so, going to be quite was, busy. Oh my God! Yeah. I was going to ask what you thought of this year's lineup. To me, it's my favorite in a few years. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I I barely looked at it really because. Mm-hmm. The Rolling Stones, everyone's talking about that. Oh, I'm yeah, um, sold. Um, but I, I hear it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you situated? Like, what stage do you get to listen to the most when you're working? Congo Square. Congo Square. Yeah. Okay. I'm usually right near the, the poster tent, kind of almost in the center. Okay. So it's a great spot to be in. So, so you've got your paintings. Mm-hmm. You're doing this new thing with this wine cabinet. Mm-hmm. But you help design a pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. I'm really interested in hearing about that process, how that came to be. It was the the Nike Air Force One tennis shoe. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I was, um, I think I must have been in college at that time. Um, okay, that's ridiculous right there. Like, oh, I helped Nike develop that shoe in college. Yeah. And do you have a pair? We would love to see them. Um, yeah, well, you know, they, they did a, a short run of them. It was like an ultra-exclusive, um, more of a campaign kind of thing. They yeah. made like 50 or so. Right. Oh, that's um, even more exclu- right, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. so they, they basically took the, they said, all right, here's a, a illustration of an Air Force One. Can you, or... or you know, in the city we call them G Nikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could you could you draw on the side of it? So I did a drawing of a a band second lining on one side of it, and on the other side I did a row of houses. And so they took these these Air Force Ones and they burned the image into the side of it, and then used it as for their campaign to sell them and also give them away. That is amazing. Yeah. And they didn't give you a pair. Yeah, I have a pair. You, you yeah. do? I, yeah, I wore them. Why? If that was me, I would have not only worn them until the bottoms fell off. I would be, I would have been insufferable in college. I would have been completely insufferable. Like nobody could stand to be around me for more than thirty seconds. Yeah, you're a baller. Yeah. <laughs> did did ballers exist back in the nineties? I don't know. <laughs> what was the word back then? Well, well, no. What I'm referring to is like. How, how the basketball players yeah. have their own shoes. Exactly. So, you were LeBron before LeBron uh, even existed. He didn't even, wasn't even a baller. And you have <laughs> yeah. your own shoe. I yeah. love it. Well, they, they eventually made a, a poster uh, also. Mm-hmm. So it was a, that was my, I mean, I thought I arrived at that point when Nike yeah. was on the phone. Yeah. And like, well, we want to use you. What goes to your, in your head as a teenager when Nike's on oh the phone with you? Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, you know, um, I, mean I, I thought... 
I thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to be a millionaire right. <laughs> yeah. from that point on. Um, but it, it was, but it was more of a good notch in my belt. You know, it kind of it, it introduced me to not the worst notch. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it introduced me to um, that world, that whole um, I guess uh, marketing world, mm-hmm. merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, because now, like I said, I was a, a media wolf right yeah. at that time. So when Nike did a search for New Orleans artists, they they found mine first. Then they went and they looked for more artists. Was, okay, it's a nice artist, nice artist. And then they kept coming back. So, oh, well, but we like this one. Then they eventually called me. And it was only because of, of media that I'd, I'd been putting myself out there. Think about that, though. The, the fact they found you and then they compared everyone else in town to you. And they're like, no, we're going with him. Going yeah, with yeah I, look, it's a great feeling. And at that time, you probably had more people that were more experienced than you. But Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. They yeah. came back to you. And then the, the Hornets were at uh, some at the time. They were the Hornets, uh, Pelicans now. Of course. Yeah, uh, there was an, there was a a representative from the Hornets from the NBA who was at the event and said, "Oh, well, we want you to do something for us too." That was my second job. Okay, mm-hmm. and you did the poster, right? Yeah. The first official Hornets poster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. From that point, yeah. That's so, absolutely enormous. What mm-hmm. is so? Who do you feel like um, is an up-and-coming artist that people, if they don't know, that they should know? Somebody that you look at and think, wow, this is going to be somebody who's big here in New Orleans. Is there anybody? Um, well, up-and-coming. I guess that, I guess the guy... Well, you know, be Mike, Brandon, Brandon Odoms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's now... I guess he would be... I guess he would be an up. I, I think he's a little bigger than up. Okay. Um, really, the question but, is, but who should people know that people might not know? You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Might be him. Yeah, definitely yeah. be Mike. Yeah, if if you don't know him, you should. And okay. Means, this guy, he does these massive murals, and he has a bunch of murals around the city. It's like once you see his work, then you you see it everywhere. It's that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, he's he's all he's kind of been with the fabric of the city, um, but. You know, and sometimes you know, I, I was actually being honored, and he was also being honored. So I had an event with him, and uh, he was telling me, he was like, "Watch, Terrence, they're gonna call me a, a graffiti artist." And so when he went up, uh, I mean, when when they called his name, it was like, "Yeah, it's a graffiti artist." He was like, "See," and so you know, <laughs> he was he laughed at we, we laughed about it, but I think that that's the thing. Like he he's. I think he's beyond that graffiti artist kind of uh, right. uh, situation, but that's why he needs to be known more because he's he's in the realm of fine art. I mean, he's a super talented guy. What are some of his more recognizable murals? Because I'm guessing I've seen some. I know yeah. I've seen some. Yeah, there's there's one downtown, uh, right at right at O'Keefe, mm-hmm. um, O'Keefe and of of uh, I think there's. Um, a buddy Boldings on, on on the mural. I know exactly uh, the one yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. That was, it's, okay, it's, that's him. That's him. Yeah. He also has Studio B right near Noka. In, okay. In the um, uh, what is that? The um, the Bywater. Okay. Right. And so he's got murals on the outside of his building, like massive murals. We need to get him on the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. He's the man. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about how you ended up meeting. Uh, Richard Thomas and how he ended up becoming you know the yeah. guy you say is your mentor yeah well Richard Thomas uh, I was at NOCA and then a friend of mine brought me to Richard Thomas's gallery now I'd never met an artist who was a practicing professional artist um, 
let alone a, a, a guy, a black guy, in, who had a, an art gallery. And, you know, and that's rare. So, so when I went to his gallery, he, he sat me down and put this book in front of me. It almost looked like a, a family album. Because uh-huh. you know? <laughs> it, it, it had in all these articles in it that he had been in. And I remember flipping through and going, oh, I remember this article. And I'm flipping through it, so a lot of stuff looked familiar. So the the biggest thing was that I, I saw myself when I looked at him. And I mean, you, could, you can kind of say fast forward here. I am yes. in an art gallery right now, you know. So he pretty much gave me first canvas and brushes and, and, and art materials. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he said, okay, when you sell your first piece, don't spend that money on clothes or whatever. I want you to go get some art supplies because uh, I'm going to basically give you a, a place to exhibit um, art supplies that's and huge. then paint some more. What an that's, amazing that's how, story. Yeah, that's how I got So he kind of taught you to invest in yourself. Yeah. Now, basically. did that scrapbook, that, that album, did that kind of uh, inform you becoming a media wolf? Oh, definitely. I think that was probably that pivotal point for me where I realized that's what I want. Yeah. That I, want, I want to project my artwork so that everyone can see it. And I think that's one of the... What you, what you talk about in meeting him and seeing yourself in him, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing uh, in giving a great examples for kids because there's there's a lot of kids that, that might have an interest in something, but they like they might be poor, mm-hmm. they might not have ever seen anybody like them from their neighborhood yes. make it and become successful, so they can't ever picture themselves being in that situation, to even give themselves a chance. Yes, yeah, I I completely agree. Like we, we have to see that. We have to see a version of ourselves in the world, um, because you know, you, no one, you can't convince someone that they can do something. They have to see it, right? You know. Yes. So, what better way than to show them? You know. Exactly. And so that was your way of maybe paying it forward is going to teach art after that. Yes. You know, thinking yes. like somebody help me, show me the way, let me talk to these kids, mentor these kids, teach these kids, and yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and I loved it. You know, I loved it. It was great. You know, Terrence, when you go to your Instagram, it uh, which by the way, Terrence Osborne on Instagram mm-hmm. says New Orleans artist doing it for the fun of it. Mystic family vegan philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lot of a lot of people come to me for events that they're having. Maybe they're raising money, um, and. 99% of the time I give mm-hmm. and you know for, for two reasons one because if, if it's a good cause I'm in like mm-hmm. if it has to do especially if it has to do with kids you right. can get me you know um, yeah. I will I'll just I'll dump it all on you <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is it's it's nice that people get to stand there and fight over my work at an auction yes <laughs> right you know it's it's that's that's a nice part because it if they don't get the piece it's it's burned into their mind. Yeah. Know? And they when they see it, they go, oh. I've seen that. it in yeah. person. I've yeah. seen people uh, in bidding wars yeah. over a painting at a few auctions. So, and, I, so, and you yeah. are right with being very philanthropic because almost every auction I go to, you know, there is a really nice Terrence Osborne piece. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You seem to be such a grounded guy. I would be the worst person on earth if I was as talented as you. I would be so <laughs> full of myself. <laughs> Like, for real. I would just be a nightmare to deal with. <laughs> I, I don't think you would. Right? Um, um, 
Well, you know, I, I you know that um, that phrase if you, if you were um, if you were an asshole before you um, you're an asshole, money, you're an asshole yeah. afterward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I say asshole? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. You can okay. do whatever. Highly you encouraged, want. honestly. Okay. Highly yeah, encouraged. <laughs> No, I think that I think that's very fair, and so you've managed to stay very humble. Yeah, genuine. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. if besides talented, you know, besides describing you with all of those words, obviously you're all genuine. That's yeah. how I would describe you. Yeah. Well, you know, I I really like when a person is standing in front in front of me, I see myself. You know, and I think that that's the way to look at. I think that's really how life is. You know, we're we're all versions of ourselves, really. Um, so. I don't know. I, I I can't dismiss someone when they're no matter what state they come to me in. Right. They're still a person, and I'm a person, so yeah. I recognize that. One thing you've you've brought up a number of times, you talk about you and your wife getting ready for for Jazz Fest. It seems like she's been a big part of of your career. Tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, yeah. you know my my wife. We've been together for about twenty two years now married for 21 years congratulations on that thank you yeah um so we have three kids um so my wife is she's a meditation guide now uh, for for she still does the same work that she's been doing Mm -hmm. she's been supporting my career she's basically you know uh managed things and she's she's more of a kind of a linear thinker Okay. Where, where you know, because artists tend to be everywhere, right? Yes. We're we're all over the place. We, you know, we, we break the rules. We you know we, we don't keep schedule, and you know, and and that and we have to be that because that's that's how we create new things. Uh, but we need somebody to ground us, and my wife has always been that ground for me. She's you know she she keeps the schedule. She she um, I can't have to do something. She'll She'll call me on it. You know, that, that's that's Let's call it like it is. She yeah. keeps you in line, yes, right? Yes, she does. She really does. Yeah. <laughs> She's like the, the balance, the yes, force. Yes, she is. Um, and so now she's, she's getting to a point where she, just over the past maybe five years or so, she's starting to look more at her career. Okay. You know, and I'm happy for her because she, she needed that. You know, and, right. and I've no matter what she's done, I've always been like super supportive because I want her to do. But I think she's really found what she loves now. So she's a meditation guide, and she's also um, she's really encouraging too. Tell me, what is what is a meditation? Meditation, guide? meditation yeah, Dude. meditation guide. She um, it's uh, it's a person who heads the the meditation right. basically. Okay. So you you go and she has the meditation classes at at the gallery. Does she really? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the reason why the rug is so plush and <laughs> <laughs> and you smell lavender. <laughs> oh, can we do uh, a field trip? Can we go there? I'm and down to meditate. Can... Oh, me too. <laughs> well well you know what? It's it's um the part of it that really stuck with me, or that sticks with me rather. When you go to the meditation, you you sit down and she has you to write out three things that are on your mind that are weighing heavily on your mind right now so she does that because that's you taking what's on your mind and physically putting it on a sheet of paper and setting it aside so then she'll tell you well you can get back to that when you finish the meditation right now we're going to be in the moment pay attention to your breath my words 
and it gets you get to this place where you you're hearing the cars outside you're hearing her voice um, and whatever else is happening everything becomes just something you're listening to it's not they're not words anymore they're they're just everything's sound and it brings you to this present state of mind and that's how the meditation goes for the entire time you know you're paying attention to your breath her words it's just it's so serene it's like magic and all you she need does that it. I mean <laughs> it almost sounds like you're focusing on existence yes. instead of yeah. like when you were saying like putting down the three things that are on your mind at the beginning and kind of putting that aside I feel like a lot of people when you go through life you have you're rushing from one thing to the next I bet a lot, like when you said that, I was thinking, what would I put down? And that's something I have to stop and think about. Mm -hmm. Like you're so busy, you're not even thinking about the things that are consuming Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And that's, um, and then so we don't spend a lot of time in the present moment. Because, I mean, you know, if if you're spending your time thinking about, oh, I have have this job to do or... What's next? Yeah, all these future things. Stress takes over. Or, or even pass. Yeah, exactly. The, those, those are stressful. Like all, none of those things are. Both of those things actually come out of the present moment anyway, really. Because you know, when you think of the past, you don't really. You, you're thinking it's in the past, but the past comes out of the present moment, just like the future comes out of the present moment. Um, but you, it's. I mean, I don't mean to get so f- philosophical. No, about it, it's but, fine. Please do. But, but. <laughs> but um, when you realize that both of those things come out the present moment, then you realize there's nothing else but the present moment. So be here right now, you know, and I, I love, I love that. I love that part of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly bringing you to the moment. It honestly sounds lovely. And that's not even a word I use that often. Uh, that often. <laughs> oh, I got you flowery. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so people can go to the gallery and sign up for classes. Is that yes. what they do? Yeah. Or, or call. Okay. Do that too. Um, Are they private she, classes, or does she do like a whole bunch of people all at one time? Or? Um, usually, it's anywhere from Just pack them in like sardines. Yeah. <laughs> it's anywhere from about two to ten people. Okay, generally, um, just depends. So she does it twice a week. I'll be there. And what's her name? Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. Okay, so she's the one I was actually emailing to schedule yeah. today. Yeah, she she takes care of everything. Yeah. And you guys met at Xavier. So to speak. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she was, she was yeah, if you UN. say so. <laughs> Why not? Why not? She, she was at UNO. Okay. And I was at Xavier. And my, my best friend at the time knew her and invited her to Xavier. So... Um, you lured her to Xavier. I, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was interested in her, actually. You know, but, you know. Oh, well. uh, we hooked up. <laughs> now, what... What would your early, like, if you were to go back and look at your paintings from 16 to 19, let's say, how different would they be from what you're doing right now? Um, let's see, 16 was, to 19, yeah. Was there a sign it's, of what was to come in them? Yeah, I, I did, it was more figurative. I did a lot of people. You know, okay. I would do jazz bands and, you know, the the houses were in, in the background mostly. Mm-hmm. And, but eventually, and the, and the color was a little more... A little more muted. Yeah. So the, the major difference is that the color is stronger and more, more vivid, and also the houses play a bigger role. You yeah. Know? And I think I think it's mostly that the, you know I love the houses in the city because they almost remind me of people. 
because you can look at someone and then probably guess how their house looks. Um, yeah. You know, because we, we take, it's almost like uh, the house becomes a person and then the, the colors that you painted, it's like the clothes. The personality. Yeah, the personality and all. It's, it, um, it's, a, it's like painting people without painting people. Let's talk about, speaking of insane houses, your front door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's a piece of art. Yeah, it is. I, I, after about two years of being in the, the house, after, after Katrina, we, we moved to the, back to the city and purchased the house. My wife convinced me to, do, to paint something on the front door. So, yeah, so when you walk up to the door, it's, it's, it's hard to find the handle. <laughs> you know, it's just, a lot going on. With You've it. got to be like the one house where you might be worried that somebody might steal the front door. <laughs> Not even try and break in. I like, you're just right? here for the door, yeah, and then we're yeah. good. Yeah, you know, people say that, but no no one's ever touched it. Do you get a lot of people walking up taking pictures of the door, like yes. walking by? No one well, has to guess where you live, that's for sure. No, right. I don't give them the address. I just tell them the street. Yeah, they find <laughs> it. But the, the, the neighborhood, I, I live in Stonebridge, and the neighborhood decided to make banners of the front door and put them all around the, the neighborhood. Um, and then this Did lady, you know that was coming? Like, were yeah, you well, consulted they, on that? <laughs> they asked me. So okay. They, and, then, and then this lady got a tattoo of it. That was insane. You should do like a coffee table book of all of the pictures of the people who got tattoos with your art. How <laughs> cool would that's that be? I'm planning a coffee table book, so yeah. That was my right, next yeah. question because I think you should, and you know what else I think you should What's do? Because you know, big statement earrings are in, and you paint on mm. wood anyway. You should do little oh, wood house cool. earrings. Oh, that's a great idea. For Jazz Fest, that would be a good seller. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think so. I like that. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the houses, something you were. Something you were saying just now really hit with me. Like, I grew up a couple of hours west of here, always lived in Louisiana. But the houses are what made me fall in love with New Orleans. Because everywhere else, it's kind of like that song, Little Boxes, where everything's just the same. Mm -hmm. But not New Orleans. New Orleans, you're kind of free to have whatever color house you want, whatever shape house you want. And it can really express your individuality through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, on yeah. top of the set, we have, like, a purple, green, and gold house. We actually have a Mardi Gras house. Really? Yeah. Your house? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not my her house. house. I wish it was my house. Her house is pink. Had pink oh, wow. House. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got I do. Cadillac in front of it? <laughs> That'd be cool. Here's I, be I think, Tatum, I think you need to be rocking a Pepto Cadillac. Yeah. Oh. With Nola Famous a on Pepto the side. Cadillac. Yeah. Bonnie, I hope you're listening. <laughs> oh, well, Terrence, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you get out of here, let people know where they can find you online, where your website is, where you are on social media. And your gallery, too. Your yes. Yeah. So my gallery is at 3029 Magazine Street. It's, it's actually, in probably, I would consider that the center, or the heart of magazine, right next to H-Roll. Yeah. H-Roll is the oldest business on Magazine Street. So wow. I didn't know that. Smith. Yeah, yeah. They're great people that work there, too. Uh, Sucre is right next door too mm-hmm. so you know nice little area um, my my uh, so my website is terrenceosborne.com and then you can find me on social media my handle is Terrence Osborne just Terrence so, Osborne yeah, all, all the way through yeah well yeah. thank you so much for grace us with your presence today so I'm much. so excited to finally meet you I've been a fan of your art for so long Thank Again, you. thank you so much. It was nice oh, to get intimate pleasure. with the man behind the art. So we'll see you hopefully it. soon. Definitely a jazz fest. Definitely. I'll see you then. Thanks so much, guys. That's the end. <laughs>